Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewell.com and check it out. Number seven, the founder should be the, the number one influencer. Your founder needs to be the one doing it and find where the founder is going to be most comfortable in terms of content. Maybe they're not as comfortable being in front of a camera and they don't have to do that, but maybe it's writing for them. They should be the one that's most passionate. This is their, 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 uh, their brand. They're not going to be passionate about it. No one else will be. Exactly. And I think this, if your founder can be in the forefront, then you can really inspire more people to be a spokesperson for your brand as well. Welcome back to It's Up. Joining me once again is Matthew Katozzi. Matthew is the founder of Goodo Content Studios. We're talking about how to level up your product and packaging photos and videos. He also started his own directing consumer brand of Bartleby Coffee. That's a mouthful. So I will turn it over to you, Matthew. Welcome back to the Pit Stop Garage. Thank you so much for uh, having me on. Super excited to talk about how we can level up our organic content. So let me, before we get into your tips here, what's the the first mistake when people take product photos? Because it was always the hardest thing for me. I used good cameras. I used my phone camera and it just, it never looked that good. So what's the difference between say a, a hobbyist? I don't want to say an amateur, but say uh, a mediocre product photo. And a really good one. Is it the editing? Is it the lighting? Is it the camera? Is it the angles? What are the mistakes that, that rookies like me you make? Well, anybody with a lot of money can buy a really great camera. It doesn't mean that you can necessarily take a great photo. So I think really what makes somebody great versus just good or amateur is the intention. And it's actually more about how you think about taking the photos than it is you actually clicking because you need to understand what's the setup. How do, what angle do I want it? You know, how do I get the shadows to be correct? And a lot of that just takes experience. Um, obviously, you know, you want to have great equipment. So I think lighting is, is fantastic. That's always going to help you. But I think as you get more and more experience, you're going to start to see set design is really important. It's something that might seem small or easy to do, but when you really are thinking about, again, intention behind each photo, that's something that's going to really level up your photography. So playing with levels and different, you know, set designs when it comes to the studio and when it comes to lifestyle, I mean, a lot, I think a big mistake that a lot of people are making is let's just take a photo of the product. So you're selling a bottle of makeup or whatever. Let's just take a picture of the bottle. But instead, a great photographer will say, well, how can we show this product in use? And so again, just getting people in the product photos, that's also going to help level up the, the product photo quality. And again, it, I never didn't talk about equipment. I just talked about everything else kind of around it, setting and under, but you have to be you have to understand the setting. You have to understand where it's going to be seen and all that stuff to make a great photo. So equipment is important because it gives you the ability to play a lot with different light and, and all that other stuff. But I think the person behind it making those creative decision making, that's, that is the value that you're getting from a, a kind of a, an expert. 
Yeah, no, I think that that makes a lot of a lot of sense. So let's jump into the the ten principles to level up your organic content. So do you want me to to read them out and you can riff on them? Do you want me to just let you go and, and ask questions? How do you want to do this? This is these, these are your tips. Yeah, you. How about you go through the ten and then I can kind of some of them are kind of similar. So just and I can kind of talk on them. All right, let's do it. Let's do a reverse countdown. It's more exciting. I feel like David Letterman doing a top 10 list. So I like it. Counting down the top 10 principles to take your organic content to the next level. Number 10, tell stories. Yeah, you got to tell stories because that's what humans connect with. So they're not going to just connect with your product. Who cares about your product, right? So you got to tell them why they should care about it. So think about ways in which you're solving a problem for the consumer tell those stories and even find ways to create settings in which your, your product is being used. So don't just take photos and videos of the product. Tell a story that's bigger than that. Number nine, cohesive visuals from ads to organic to the website. So think about not just the one photo and why it's great. Think about how this plays into your whole overarching content strategy when it comes to performance ads, when it comes to influencer billboards, website, you have to let everything be cohesive. You want the consumer to have a cohesive experience, whether they're on TikTok or on your website. And of course, you want to play to the strengths of each platform, but the overall story and the overall visual should really be cohesive. So really think about that to make a stronger presence online. Number eight, employee generated content and we always hear about users but let's hear about employee generated content oh i'm a big fan of employee generated content because i think this is a really great way for brands especially when you're first starting out to build trust with your first time buyers with your first adopters these are probably going to be your most loyal people and the only way you're going to be able to grow your brand is by growing trust and so what better way than showing the behind the scenes? Because then the consumers will say, I'm a part of this brand growing. They're going to feel this affinity. And if you can show off kind of not only just like the behind the scenes, but really show off these first few employees, what they're doing, what their job is. Because then, you know, if you get to know the person that's packing your, your package, you start to feel empathy if there's a delivery time off. You're like, oh, it's okay because Paul's taking care of it and you know who Paul is. So this is a really great customer experience play, but I think also it just gives a lot of value to building your affinity for the brand, especially early on. So I think a lot of early brands should be trying this out. And one other thing is to give your employees a their unique discount code or even URL. So if you go to yourstore.com slash Paul, set up that redirect to automatically apply the discount and just gives Paul a little excuse to to promote and drive drive some sales there as well. Yeah, I love that. And I think too, it gives, it's a great way for employees to feel a part of the marketing or maybe they get to do stuff that they're not used to. So I think just think it's a great way for everybody to be involved in a creative way when they may not necessarily inherently feel creative. Um, so it's a great way to get people involved. Number seven, the founder should be the, the number one influencer. Yeah. I just think that before you go out and get other spokespeople for your brand, your founder needs to be the one doing it and find where the founder is going to be most comfortable in terms of content. Maybe they're not as comfortable being in front of a camera and they don't have to do that, but maybe it's writing for them, but you have to make sure that the founder is really in the forefront because 
inherently they they started this brand for whatever reason, but it's probably to solve some sort of problem that they were having, or at least that they saw. So they need to be the most passionate about this because I think that's they should be the ones that's most passionate. This is their 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 uh, their brand. They're there. not going to be passionate about it. No one else will be. Exactly. And I think this, if your founder can be in the forefront, then you can really inspire more people to be a spokesperson for your brand as well. Mm -hmm. And then what about sharing some behind the scenes content of your operation? Yeah, I just think that like there's so much, there's so many things going on with, you know, shipping delays and and all this stuff. And so I think there's a lot of value in being able to kind of show off, hey, this is where your package is coming from. This is this is what it takes to make this product. And again, it really just builds, especially early on for customers as they're the early adopters, they're seeing like, wow, I'm part of this product development. And if you were thinking about, oh, I want to do a, re, a new re, rebrand. Well, get the first people that have bought from you uh, a part of it. Have them vote for it. Maybe they don't necessarily make the decision, but making them feel like they're a part of that actually really helps, which is a major you know, philosophy or principle of change management. But when you think about as you're developing your brand, you really want to show off the behind the scenes again, because you want people to feel a part of this brand that they, they've been building it with you. And I think BTS content is, is a great way to do that. And number five, you mentioned this a lot. Can't wait to hear a little bit more of it. Take photos of your product with people. Yes, because we are human and we trust other humans when we see humans. Like an like object is like, it can be really beautiful and it's stunning for product photos and, and product pages and, and you need that stuff. So don't not do that. But I think a lot of brands don't know how to take photos outside of that. So they just think, let me just take a picture of the can. But at a certain point, we don't connect with cans, but if we, but we do connect with the feeling of having a great time at a picnic, enjoying that drink. Wow. Okay. That's a completely different story. A picture of the can just shows me that this is the brand. It's basically like, might as well just post your logo. It's like the same thing. But if you're posting about having a good time emotionally, I'm going to connect to that. And I say, well, I want to have a good time. And if this person is having a good time using this drink, then this is great. Um, and so I think that it's, it's, it's more so about taking the photos with people to tell a story because we as humans connect emotionally, not as much as we think that we are, you know, very linear with our thinking. And we're like, yes, we need to have uh, product features, but it's really about the emotion connection. Number four, hot take, don't rely on UGC to be your content creation. Don't rely on it because those people are creating content for their, their, their people. They're not, they might, they might align with the type of content that you need, but you, that should not be an excuse for you to be not creating content. And so ultimately you need to be in charge of your brand story. And you can only do that when it's coming internally from you. So yes, use UGC, but don't let that be the reason why you don't have to create content. Um, because that's very sh short-term thinking. You want to think about your brand overall. Mm -hmm. And it's UGC can be a way to, to spin it and hit another channel or demographic or value, but it's not, you can't rely on other people to, to bring your cohesive message together. Now, speaking of photos, use video, period. Yeah. Video is not the future. It is the present. And like, I have to say that because not enough brands are even, they're afraid to test video. They're still, they know that they need to do it, 
but they are hesitant. And now 2022 is the year where you have to invest. Literally, there is not a photo sharing app anymore. Instagram said, I'm we're video first. TikTok is video first. Every major platform is pushing video. So at this point, if you're not investing in video, you're really missing out on being able to tell the story effectively and also building an audience effectively. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. And especially with video, use long form video. How can brands use long form video? Yeah, I think that with the rise of TikTok and a lot of short form content, we've kind of lost the the value of of long form content. I mean, this is the beauty of podcasts because podcasts, you can have more of an intimate conversation with customers. And I think in the same way, long form video is something that's very valuable because you want to be able to think about your content, not just for acquiring new customers, but think about the people that already have bought from your brand. How are you going to develop the relationship with them? You got to go deeper with them. So you got to give them more education. You got to give them something that's going to kind of satiate their need. So long form content is really great for retention. Um, So really play with maybe a YouTube series. Maybe you bring in a few experts to do interviews, depending on what your brand is. But I think when it comes to retention, which is a, a really big thing that people are talking about, long form video is a really great way to help with that. And then finally, this is a big pillar of my philosophy, use education. What, what do you mean by using education with customers? Yeah, because I think a lot of products, although they're, they are great, uh, they are commodities in a way. And so you have to educate people on why this would be valuable to their life. Like why should somebody pay a lot of money for this product? And so you have to understand that if you're building a brand, you, you've been in your mind thinking about the value for so long, but somebody coming at it from the first time they may not even see that they need this transformation in their life. And so you've got to give them a ton of information before they're even ready to purchase. And so don't just talk about product features, really start to talk about why is there a problem in the first place? And so thinking about it from that angle will really help set you up to say, there's a massive problem, whether it's in these different industries. And so people will understand that they'll have awareness of the problem, but then you can say, oh, by the way, our product actually help solve this solution and or this problem. This is why we're trying to to build this brand. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, I love these. We are coming up on time here. Matthew, thank you so much for sharing these 10 principles to leveling up your organic content. Where can people find you? Where can people see your work? Where do you want to connect with people? Yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Matthew Gatozzi. You can also follow Goodo Studios, which is uh, my agency on Twitter as well. We have a podcast, how to market your D2C brand, which will also help you with marketing your brand. Awesome. Make sure you're subscribed. And if you haven't shared an episode with your mother-in-law for a while, I'm sure she'd love to hear from you. Triple Well is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewell.com and sign up today.